Hello and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're feeling wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Wherever you are listening in to this podcast, whatever day may be, I send you my light, I send you my greetings, and I ask that you keep an open mind, an open heart, and a humble spirit to be open to the information that we're sharing here. Uh, If you're just joining us, we have been digesting a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Gain a New One, written by Dr. Joe Dispenza. The effort that we're putting in is um, focused on understanding the science behind manifestation, the science behind the human brain and the human mind and also the human body and how we operate and how we can use that to our own advantage instead of our disadvantages. So we're learning how to move past the survival mode and into the thriving triumphant mode so to speak so thank you for tuning in if you have learned anything from this episode let us know leave us a voice message leave us a written message let us know how you feel what you think if there is any aha moment write in to us we want to hear what you like to hear about if you don't like to hear about this type of topics let us know um So we're diving in here. Today's uh, focus, today's episode is really focused on the survival you versus the creative you. So picture this. You are watching National Geographic. You see a deer is being chased by this hungry lion. We see that all the time, right? And the deer senses the lion. And as soon as it senses the lion, it takes off. It runs for its life and ends up outrunning the lion and saving itself. We, in a few minutes, will see the same deer maybe with its friends at a pond drinking water that deer is somehow no longer worried about the lion that deer in a sense has completely forgotten about the lion and it's now in its own presence like it's It's now present. It's enjoying the company of his friends. 
And for some odd reason, he doesn't feel the need to think about the coyote that chased him the week before, the month before, or the tiger that tried to have him for a meal two two years ago, maybe. Um, That deer is completely present. So what the author does here is compare the difference between the stress level that's in the animal and the stress level in the human mind. What we do different than that deer is that in in, in primitive time, when we had to hunt for food, the survival mode, the fight or flight instinct that was innate in that deer is currently innate in all of us. We're all animals, right? We do have that flight or fear uh, instinct in us. Back in the day when we, our ancestors used to live in the caves, they needed that, they, that, that flight or fight, uh, fight or flight instinct mode or survival mode was very useful to them. But in our current times, we are no longer running from lions who are chasing us. Lions are not chasing us. They're not going, most of us anyway. Lions aren't trying to have us for dinner. But we are still using that fight or flight survival instinct. And it's not just that we're using it. We are remembering. We are conditioning our bodies to be used to that mode or that state of being and with the prolonging of that kind of uh, state of mind and state of being what's happening is our emotions are being the same So our bodies are conditioned to release the same chemicals into it, into it, into itself. So our organs, our hearts are pumping. We have the adrenaline pumping chemicals over time. So we're overproducing stress hormones in the body. The previous episode touched a bit on the concept or the science of epigenetics epigenetics is basically in simple words the idea that our genes are not just inherent in us like there are no such things as cancerous genes in our bodies there's no such thing as diabetic genes in our bodies our genes are actually changeable like you can change your mind we can change our genes through exposure to different experiences to different environmental changes but to go even further than that we actually 
don't need to change the actual environment. We actually just need to change our thinking. So the difference between the deer and us is that the deer actually had a real danger. There was a lion trying to have him for dinner. What's happening in most humans' lives today is that they are producing the same chemicals, not from actual dangers, but from our thoughts, from our memories. What do we mean by that? For example, there was a study conducted where subjects, uh, a group of subjects were told to lift or activate their fingers a certain way and then the control group was was told to do none of that and then another group was told to just think about lifting or activating their fingers after a couple of weeks of doing the research and having the subjects go through the instructor instruction that they've given them the group that was told to do the actual lifting of the fingers was compared to the control group and the control group was the one that did not do anything when they compare the people that actually exercise their fingers the muscle strength in their fingers was 30% more. Now, the mind-blowing part was that the people that only thought about lifting their fingers and exercising their fingers, they were in their mind, they were exercising their fingers, but they weren't actually physically moving anything in their body. They were just thinking about it. They were... 22% stronger than the people that did not that did not think about it and the people and and the same people that did not exercise so the control group didn't do anything so they were 22% their fingers were 22% stronger just because they've thought about it and then when you compare to the people that actually exercised those people were only 30%. So there's only like 8% difference between those who actually thought about it and those who actually went and did it. And then the same thing happened when there was a, a, a study conducted with people who thought about strengthening their biceps and people who actually did their bicep, bicep curls. So what's happening is the genes are triggering the the body to produce proteins based on uh, our our thinking, based on what the subjects were thinking. Another great example is, let's say somebody is scared or freaked out about public speaking, but they're they're currently just telling you they freak out about public speaking if they really go into detail about their getting on the stage and the stage fright and um, 
what it makes them feel like if you ask them to go through what that makes them feel like they're going to their brain is going to recreate that same experience and the same chemicals are going to be released into the brain and it it will make that person relieve that fear as if it's happening right now so over time it it becomes automatic so we wake up and automatically if you ask that person to go and speak on the stage they're going to be automatically scared even though there is nothing to fear that's how they feel that's how they're conditioned to feel so over time they will they will basically automatically feel like that they don't even think about it it automatically becomes a trigger so living in the um in the world and living as a on a survival mode what it does is it causes the body to it causes us to over obsessed uh we obsess over the body the environment and time we grow to be materialistic we think about things and problems we compare ourselves to others we think about how much time we don't have or have so in a way we're focusing our energy on the 0.0001% of life instead of the 99.99999% of reality which means I'm going back to the first uh, series, the first episode in this series is that when we go into the quantum field, the author is talking about the quantum field. And when you observe an, an atom under a telescope, you they have uh, found out that it is actually 0.0001% of particle of of actual particle and the rest of it is 99.9999% uh zero or empty space and that empty space is defined as energy because when it behaves under the telescope it moves into like it makes a transition into particle matter energy particle matter energy it does this dance right we talked about this so basically most humans are focused on the materialistic part of life and and then what that does is it keeps us further and further away from infinite intelligence so what we really are as human beings if you want to define us we're looking at us we think we're all physical but we're really consciousness connected to infinite intelligence or what the author calls the quantum field in a sense what we place our attention on becomes our reality and reality is not infinite it's not finite reality there's one reality and there's a, there's like different versions of it. There's different versions of it in the quantum field. 
So freedom then is defined by the author as being detached from this way of thinking. So if we can successfully detach ourselves from this way of thinking, then we're by definition free. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to explore how to detach or what exactly it means to detach from our current state. Hello, enjoying the Mindset Muse podcast so far? You can now become a sponsor by donating to make it possible for future episodes to air. Just click the listener's support link to learn more. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back. Uh, If you're just joining us, we're talking about breaking the habits of being yourself, how to lose your mind and gain a new one written by Dr. Joe Dispenza. So today we're talking about the survival you versus the creative you. And the, uh, before we went on break, we were talking about how we are focused on the material part of us more than we're focused on the energetic part of us which creates stress Um, and now when since we're back we're going to dive into what it means to detach from the survival mode and enter into the physical uh, excuse me rather the energetic and the quantum field So in order to understand that, we have to understand that we have to really see where we're, where we're coming from first, because we are actually, it's almost like breaking from an addiction, right? It's not almost, it's the same thing is the same chemicals, like the same, um, the same process an addiction happens to somebody like let's say somebody is addicted to drugs right the same process the same way they go through by being addicted to the drugs is the same way we're addicted to what we call or view as negative emotions or emotions that um that do not make us feel good we are addicted to feeling uh, the adrenaline pumping. We're addicted to feeling the rush of that emotion. If it's guilt, if it's sadness, if it's pain, uh, we are addicted to that. We don't know any other way. So it becomes the only thing that we know. And if we don't, if we don't have it, we we lose our identity with it. So we becomes we we become identified with the pain of the past will become identified with the sadness of the past and we keep remembering that past and it becomes our identity so we're somebody because of these bad experiences if we stop telling these stories most of us are scared that if we stop telling these bad 
stories that happen to us, we are afraid to lose our identity. The biggest fear the human mind has is to lose identity. So we create identity to define ourselves and to feel like we're somebody. So we feel like if we keep telling the same story to ourselves over and over again, then we are somebody. But the quantum model is actually requesting us to do the opposite. We want to become a nobody in order to uh, have an effect over the over our environment, over our body and time. Um, picture this for a moment. Have you ever been in uh, in somebody's company? Maybe a friend that you haven't seen in a while, but you, you guys have this connection and you guys are talking and you basically lose track of time, right? You lose track of time. Um, this happens to me when I'm painting. I am a painter. I stopped painting because of uh, some fumes, but I will eventually resume to painting. But when I'm painting, I do not care what time it is. I don't know what time it is. It is a trance. I am in a trance. It is almost like being high and all kinds of ideas just flow to me easily and freely and it is the best uh it is the best experience it is so addictive and i love it so the author essentially saying that being in that trance that i just described can actually be recreated over and over again in our mind to the point where it will become like the norm the norm it will become how what we're used to basically um it won't be it won't be anything strange to the brain anymore so he gives an example of this man uh, that i think he calls him steve um so steve was diagnosed with uh cancer skin cancer and when he went to the hospital you know, um, as usual, they told him that he had the cancer due to exposure to the sun, but he realized that, well, there, there were other people who were also exposed to the sun and they didn't have cancer. So what separates him from those people? So he began to take an assessment of his life of his process of thinking so that person basically becomes the became the author's student so as the author's student uh we'll call him steven steven then has taken a break from his life he had realized that he was used to uh chronically thinking about how um, his past has caused him to miss out on opportunities. So he he was constantly living in pain day in and day out. Basically, he's in survival mode every day when he wakes up. For he's been doing it for years, and that's all he's known. He's he's always you know angry about something. 
So he took a break from that. He went on a vacation in Mexico. So he was instructed to uh, do this meditation. The meditation required him to think about who he would like to be. How, when he is that person, how does that person feel now? How does that person feel right now? When that person is a better person, is that person feeling angry? No. Is that person feeling or blaming the past? No. Is that person uh, feeling inadequate or all of the pains or in the survival mode that he's been living for years? No. So what he had to do for weeks on end is concentrate on this new person that he wanted to be so he will meditate on the emotions of that person that person that new person is serene they're forgiven they are present all the time and in the present environment there is calm there is a lot of serenity there is a lot of peace there's a lot of happiness so he did this over and over and over again for i believe maybe uh, a few weeks maybe three weeks or so and Stephen returned to return home to his usual life but the the mind has a different person has a different personality basically so he has downloaded into his brain a completely different person he has burned into his brain a completely different personality over the week with this meditation and lo and behold when he was tested for cancer the the cancer genes that were on his skin began to disappear they began to go away what had what happened there as the author explained is that the Stephen and the cancer genes are no longer on the same frequency they're no longer vibrating at the same energetic level so the cancer the, the cancer uh, genes cannot survive in that environment anymore they have been triggered uh, he has his emotions has triggered different genes in the body which has created different proteins and those proteins are have fought against that cancer and so therefore the cancer had to leave the body it was law at that time so who would you like to be who is your ideal who is the ideal version of yourself what is that person feeling right now what are they thinking if they're normally angry about about driving you know in traffic are they still angry about driving in traffic if they if if you or the the person that you don't want to be is currently angry is the ideal you the person that you want to be 
angry as well. Most of us have this idealistic version of ourselves and I call that the higher self. Our higher self would do things a lot different and have different emotional reactions than our current selves, the persons that the people that we have managed to create so far in our lives. So what if we can imagine living as the higher self or as the ideal self? Would that then reverse disease? So would that then reverse the way that our lives are created? That's what the author is saying is that we can alter our bodies, we can heal our bodies, we can alter our environment without even changing or having to move from it simply by using our thinking, our thoughts alone. So this concludes uh, this episode of the Mindset Muse podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening in. Has this episode teach you anything? Was there like any aha moment? Did you learn anything at all? If so, we would love to hear from you. Please leave us some comments, any reactions that you may have. Let us know how you feel. We really want to engage you into this conversation. When we come back tomorrow, we're going to actually conclude this book and move on to another book. Um, And we will uh, bring everything together. and, uh, And hopefully you guys are commenting and letting us know if you're really enjoying this or not. Uh, Thank you. Have a good evening, night, morning, wherever you may be from. Uh, Drive safe if you're in your car. Uh, Sleep well if you're in your bed. And have a wonderful, wonderful day if you are at work or in the place of business. Ciao.